I'm Michael Pearl. I'm one of the remaining pure bloods. We're going to get into a Bible prophecy today that is being fulfilled right now. Right now, a Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. And it's in the book of Zechariah, chapter 12. So we're going to go verse by verse through that chapter, and you're going to see some very exciting things. Now, this Zechariah wrote in 520 to 518 B.C. He says, The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretches forth the heavens and layeth the foundations of the earth, that formeth the spirit of man within him. What he's doing is introducing the God whom he represents as mighty, laying the foundations of the earth, forming the spirit in man. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. You do realize right now now this, in a, in a more minor way, Jerusalem is right now in a siege with all of the armament that surrounds them, 35,000 missiles from the north, missiles in the south, Iranian missiles in Syria. Israel is surrounded by enemies right now. I'll make Jerusalem a cup of trembling. In other words, it's going to cause a lot of anxiousness in the nations, in the world nations of the world unto all the people round about when they shall be in the siege both against Ju judah and against jerusalem in in that day i'll make jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people you know i'm sure the united states leaders would just like to make israel disappear it's too politically uh destructive to stand against israel completely but israel is a burdensome stone for all people all that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. All the people of the earth. You go to the UN and see how people are gathered together against Israel. Now there's coming a time as this increases when there'll actually be nations coming together as in Ezekiel 38 and 39. I've got that. You can see that, that message. Come together in war against Jerusalem. In that day, saith the Lord, I'll smite every horse with astonishment and his rider with madness. And I'll open mine eyes upon the house of Judah and I'll smite every horse of the people with blindness. Now you say, but <laughs> we don't use horses anymore. My daddy fought in the Second World War and he was in a horse-mounted regiment. That's right. They saddled up in the morning, got on their horse, and they rode out to battle. And uh, if you look at German war art, which I've got a picture of, it's got more shot up dead horses than it does people in it. And uh, in, during the war in Afghanistan, when we were supporting them against the Russians, the mule prices shot up in Tennessee because they were buying up the mules and sent them to Afghanistan to be used to pack in goods up into the mountains where nothing else would go. It was even too high and too narrow for a helicopter. What would happen if an EMP were set off over there in the Middle East and nothing mechanical worked? Horses would be coming real handy, wouldn't they? In that day, saith the Lord, I'll smite every horse with astonishment and his rider with madness. And the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, the inhabitants of Jerusalem shall be my strength in the Lord of hosts, their God. So he's praising the leaders, the governors of Judah, 
who are going to rally the people and be supported by the people. That's going on right now in Israel. And that day will I make the governors of Judah like a hearth of fire among the wood and like a torch of fire in a sheath. In other words, they're going to be militarily mighty and they shall devour all the people round about. So Jerusalem in that coming day is going to devour the nations around them on the right hand and on the left, and Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, even in Jerusalem. Now, this is so much being fulfilled right now that it, you'd pass over it, some of it, as a prophecy. Now, if you had read this in 1945, then it would have seemed like a pipe dream because there's a book written in 19, early 1947 by a Christian which, who didn't believe in the rapture of the church or the restoration of Israel who said that there couldn't possibly be a millennial reign of Christ with Jews prominent because to do so, the Jews would have to be inhabited in Jerusalem and that could not happen and never would happen. Just come out of the Second World War, all the Jews killed in the concentration camps. The Jews were reduced down to a small number. They were skinny, decimated, poor, stripped of everything. And the idea that they might be a mighty nation back in their own land was preposterous. But God said it'll be in Jerusalem, even in Jerusalem. And it'll be habited in her own place. And the Lord also shall save the tents of Judah first. Save the tents of Judah first. The Bible prophecy. Okay, here, let's look at my maps here. I'm going to bring this over. This is present day Israel, mostly in the red, not all together. And so that is Israel today as we know it. This was Israel in Solomon's time. Going all the way up into Lebanon and over into Syria, taking up a portion of Jordan. And so he said he'd save Judah first. This was Judah right in here, right in this spot. That's where Israel is restored in Judah first. And then in time, the rest of Israel will be restored. So when he says he'll save Judah first, that prophecy 2,500 years old is being fulfilled. That the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem do not magnify themselves against Judah. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David. And the house of David shall be as God and the angel of the Lord before them. Now Israel's fought five wars terribly outnumbered and won in miraculous ways. Look it up. Miracles took place during those wars. Things that the Jews, not Christians, but Jews, found to be absolutely amazing. Events that cannot be explained naturally. And it shall come to pass in that day that I'll seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. So Russia, China, Syria, Iran, Iraq, Turkey, Germany, be warned. Libya, be warned. God said he'll seek to destroy you if you come against Jerusalem. And I will pour upon the house of David 
and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. My, that's a fine spirit. A spirit of grace and supplication. That's, that's a spirit that makes you turn to God and call upon him. And they shall look upon me. Now, who's writing here? This is the prophet speaking the words of God. I will pour upon the house of David, God speaking. And they shall look upon me. I'm going to select me right here where you can see it. They shall look upon me. And I'm going to put it in another color for you to see it. There it is, the spirit of grace and supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. Have what? God said they've pierced God. And they shall mourn for him, personality, person, as one mourneth for his what? Only son. <laughs> hey, how about that for a prophecy, huh? The house of Israel in the future is going to look upon Jesus Christ, look upon God, whom they crucified, whom they pierced, and mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and they shall be in bitterness for him as one is in bitterness for his firstborn. There's coming a time when the nation of Israel is going to have the Lord Jesus Christ come back, and they're going to see him, every eye, every tongue confess, and they're going to go into great mourning that they all these years have missed their Messiah. That all these years of suffering, they could have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and been redeemed from their sins. Going to be such bitterness and weeping and sorrow, thinking about their grandparents and great-grandparents and people of the past who rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. As one is in bitterness for his firstborn. And look at this. And in that day there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem. As the mourning of had a, of as the mourning of had a, had dad Rimmon. As the mourning of had dad Rimmon <laughs> in the valley of Megiddo. Now that valley of Megiddo is right in here. Let me show you. Let me move the map over where you can see it again. The valley of Megiddo is right in here. It's a valley that runs in from up close to Lebanon down through central Israel, and it is the place where the battle of Armageddon will be fought. So there'll be a mourning in the valley of Megiddo, and the land shall mourn every family apart, the family of the house of David separately mourning, and their wives apart, and the family of the house of Nathan apart, and their wives apart. And the families of the house of Levi apart, and their wives apart, and the families of Shemri apart, and their wives apart. See, other prophecy says that during this time of the battle of Armageddon, the Jews are going to flee south into this Sinai Peninsula here, and they're going to hide maybe down in the rock city of Petra, which is over here in Jordan. I've been there. Amazing place. They're going to hide here below sea level. And, and God's going to feed them like he did in the days of Moses in the wilderness with manna from heaven. 
And then the devil's going to send out a flood to try to drown out the nation of Israel, according to the prophecies. And God's going to cause the earth to open up. Now, remember, this is below sea level. So Israel's talked about digging a canal to the Dead Sea from down here in the Gulf of Aqaba to refresh the Sea of Galilee. If there were locks or some way of putting water in there, it could be diverted and fill up the valleys, and God would simply open the ground, and it would swallow all the water up. So that's, that's a prophecy that is yet to be fulfilled there. Maybe we'll deal with that one another time. Now, here's a, here's a final verse, 13.1. In that day, there should be a fountain opened for the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. In that day, at that time, when this all takes place, there's going to be a fountain opened for sin and uncleanness. Now, we sing that song. There is a fountain filled with blood, wish I could sing, drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. That fountain was the life of God himself flowing out of the veins of the Lord Jesus Christ, staining the sinful ground of Jerusalem and providing atonement for every Jewish man, woman, and child and the whole world. And that fountain will be made available to Israel at the beginning of the millennium, at the end of the tribulation, and they will weep and mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son. So here's a prophecy, just that's a, probably what, about 10 or 15 prophecies, all in this one chapter of Zechariah, and that's just one chapter and one verse, out of a whole book of prophecy. Read it. Read the book of Zechariah. In fact, read all the minor prophets. You'd be astounded at the prophecies there. Get your um, uh, dictionary and uh, look up the different places and events and see how it's fulfilled throughout history. All right, I'm going to stop there and go and do something that won't be nearly as exciting as fun as this, but see you next time. Get your own print of Mike's Revelation painting at ngj.org revelation. Available as a poster or a full-size banner and includes a copy of Mike's Revelation Handbook Study Guide. 